Story Twelve of Just So Stories by Rudyard Kipling. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Story Twelve: The Butterfly That Stamped, narrated by Beth Thomas. Solomon Ben Dowd, read by John Burlinson. Balkis, read by Newgate Novelist. Butterfly, read by E. Snow. The Butterfly's Wife, read by Rachel. Egyptian Queen, read by Christine G. Ethiopian Queen, read by Ruhi Huck. Persian Queen, read by Lydia. Animal from the Deep, read by Gideon Snow. This, O oh my best beloved, is a story, a new and a wonderful story, a story quite different from the other stories, a story about the most wise sovereign, Solomon bin Daud solomon the son of david there are three hundred and fifty-five stories about solomon bin Dowd, but this is not one of them it is not the story of the lapwing who found the water or the hopo who shaded solomon bin Dowd from the heat it is not the story of the glass pavement or the ruby with the crooked hole or the gold bars of balkus it is the story of the butterfly that stamped now attend all over again and listen solomon bin Dowd was wise he understood what the beasts said what the birds said what the fishes said and what the insects said he understood what the rocks said deep under the earth when they bowed in towards each other and groaned and he understood what the trees said when they rustled in the middle of the morning he understood everything from the bishop on the bench to the hyssop on the wall and Balkus, his head queen, the most beautiful queen Balkus, was nearly as wise as he was. Solomon bin Dowd was strong. Upon the third finger of the right hand he wore a ring. When he turned it once, Afrits and Jinns came out of the earth to do whatever he told them. When he turned it twice, fairies came down from the sky to do whatever he told them. And when he turned it three times, the very great angel, Azrael of the sword, came dressed as a water-carrier, and told him news of the three worlds, above, below, and here. And yet, Solomon bin Dowd was not proud. He very seldom showed off, and when he did, he was sorry for it. Once, he tried to feed all the animals in the world in one day. But when the food was ready, an animal came out of the deep sea, and ate it up, in three mouthfuls. Solomon bin Dowd was very surprised, and said, Oh, animal, who are you? And the animal said, O oh, king, live forever. I am the smallest of thirty thousand brothers, and our home is at the bottom of the sea. We heard that you were going to feed all the animals in the world, and my brother sent me to ask when dinner would be ready. Solomon bin Dowd was more surprised than ever, and said, Oh, animal, you have eaten all the dinner that I made ready for all the animals in the world. And the animal said, O king, live forever. But do you really call that a dinner? Where I come from, we each eat twice as much as that between meals. Then Solomon bin Dowd fell flat on his face, and said, O animal, I gave that dinner to show what a great and rich king I was, and not because I really wanted to be kind to the animals now i am ashamed and it serves me right solomon bin Dowd was really truly a wise man best beloved after that he never forgot that it was silly to show off 
and now the real story part of my story begins he married ever so many wives he married nine hundred and ninety-nine wives besides the most beautiful balkus and they all lived in a great golden palace in the middle of a lovely garden with fountains he didn't really want nine hundred and ninety-nine wives but in those days everybody married ever so many wives and of course the king had to marry ever so many more just to show that he was the king some of the wives were nice but some were simply horrid and the horrid ones quarrelled with the nice ones and made them horrid too and then they would all quarrel with solomon bin Dowd, and that was horrid for him but balkus the most beautiful never quarrelled with solomon bin Dowd. she loved him too much she sat in her rooms in the golden palace or walked in the palace garden and was truly sorry for him of course if he had chosen to turn his ring on his finger and call up the jinns and the afrits they would have magicked all those nine hundred and ninety-nine quarrelsome wives into white mules of the desert or greyhounds or pomegranate seeds but solomon bin Dowd thought that that would be showing off so when they quarrelled too much he only walked by himself in one part of the beautiful palace gardens and wished he had never been born one day when they had quarrelled for three weeks all nine hundred and ninety-nine wives together solomon bin Dowd went out for peace and quiet as usual and among the orange trees he met balkus the most beautiful very sorrowful because solomon bin Dowd was so worried and she said to him o my lord and light of my eyes turn the ring upon your finger and show these queens of egypt and mesopotamia and persia and china that you are the great and terrible king but solomon bin Dowd shook his head and said o oh, my lady and delight of my life remember the animal that came out of the sea and made me ashamed before all the animals in the world because i showed off now if i showed off before these queens of persia and egypt and abyssinia and china merely because they worry me i might be made even more ashamed than i have been and balkus the most beautiful said o oh, my lord and treasure of my soul what will you do and solomon bin Dowd said o oh, my lady and content of my heart i shall continue to endure my fate at the hands of these nine hundred and ninety-nine queens who vex me with their continual quarrelling so he went on between the lilies and the loquats and the roses and the cannas and the heavy-scented ginger plants that grew in the garden till he came to the great camphor-tree that was called the camphor-tree of solomon bin Dowd. but balkus hid among the tall irises and the spotted bamboos and the red lilies behind the camphor-tree so as to be near her own true love solomon bin Dowd. presently two butterflies flew under the tree quarrelling solomon bin Dowd heard one say to the other i wonder at your presumption talking like this to me don't you know that i stamp my foot all solomon bin Dowd's palace in this garden here would immediately vanish in a clap of thunder then solomon bin Dowd forgot his nine hundred and ninety-nine bothersome wives and laughed till the camphor tree shook at the butterfly's boast and he held out his finger and said little man come here the butterfly was dreadfully frightened but he managed to fly up to the hand of solomon bin Dowd and clung there fanning himself solomon bin Dowd bent his head and whispered very softly little man 
you know that all your stamping wouldn't bend one blade of grass what made you tell that awful fib to your wife for doubtless she is your wife the butterfly looked at solomon bindowd and saw the most wise king's eye twinkle like stars on a frosty night and he picked up his courage with both wings and he put his head on one side and said o king live forever she's my wife you know what wives are like solomon bindowd smiled in his beard and said yes i know little brother one must keep me in order somehow said the butterfly she has been quarrelling with me all the morning i said that to quiet her and solomon bindowd said may it quiet her go back to your wife little brother and let me hear what you say back flew the butterfly to his wife who was all of a twitter behind a leaf and she said he heard you solomon bindowd himself heard you heard me said the butterfly of course he did i meant him to him and what did he say oh what did he say well said the butterfly fanning himself most importantly between you and me my dear of course i don't blame him because his palace must have cost a great deal and the oranges are just ripening he asked me not to stamp and i promised i wouldn't gracious said his wife and sat quite quiet but solomon bindowd laughed till the tears ran down his face at the impudence of the bad little butterfly Bolkus, the most beautiful stood up behind the tree among the red lilies and smiled to herself for she had heard all this talk she thought if i am wise i can yet save my lord from the persecutions of these quarrelsome queens and she held out her finger and whispered softly to the butterfly's wife little woman come here up flew the butterfly's wife very frightened and clung to balkus's white hand balkus bent her beautiful head down and whispered little woman do you believe what your husband has just said the butterfly's wife looked at balkus and saw the most beautiful queen's eyes shining like deep pools with starlight on them and she picked up her courage with both wings and said oh queen be lovely for ever you know what men folk are like and the queen balkus the wise balkus of sheba put her hand to her lips to hide a smile and said little sister i know they get angry said the butterfly's wife fanning herself quickly for nothing at all but we must humour them o oh queen they never mean half they